Are PlayStation 4 games coming to PC a problem? We'll find out. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Party Plays. <laughs> Lucky, <laughs> <Of> triangles. Number, <laughs> Lucky number 17. Brett is heavily medicated, but he's pulling through. I'm not, I'm not medicated. I'm just sick. I'm one of those weird people who doesn't take any kind of medicine. Because for some reason, I think that that's the better way to handle it. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. I also just don't ever have medicine at my house, so it doesn't change anything. Uh, I'm too lazy to go out and get medicine, so that becomes an issue. Yeah. Uh, but hey, welcome to Triangle Squared. We are a PlayStation podcast. We post every Monday at 12 p.m. Central Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You like how smooth that was? I've been messing it, it up lately. It was real smooth. We also post to... Podcast services such as SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, some other ones like Podbean or something like that. And more. And more. <laughs> they all kind of cross post, so it's kind of hard to keep track of the little exactly. ones. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, we go through a couple of different topics and then end up having a main topic of the show that we uh, end up kind of spilling on for a little while. Uh, if you like what you hear, let us know in the comments or give us a review. It really helps us, uh, definitely helps get our numbers up there so more people can find us. We've been doing fantastic lately, though. I don't know if you saw. On SoundHound. But, but SoundCloud. But SoundCloud. The, best, the, the, the last episode broke 100 views by Wednesday morning, so yeah, and, and, and basically two days. We love you guys. Y'all come check out our beautiful faces on YouTube, though. Sometimes, help yeah, us if you want morale to, hey, a little you, bit. You do, you do what works for you'll you. You'll miss boo-boo. our, you'll miss our beautiful faces you and me touching Saul's earlobe. I need to no. Um, you can uh, <laughs> no, just no. Okay, not my earlobes. All right. Well, I guess Saul. Uh, how, how big is the drop? It's fairly, fairly small. Fairly um, small. Well, hold on. You Let me what? before uh, before we get into this. I want to go into what you've been playing because there's only been one thing I've actually been playing, and I, that's some Destiny Two beta impressions. Okay, yeah, I that may you, last a while. You know, so you go ahead and no, you go ahead and go into your little impressions. Okay, I, I want to know what they are because I haven't touched it at all, and I am I am interested in the game. We talked about that. I have my my problems with the game, but right. I'm, I'm I'm going to pick it up when it comes out, regardless. So, so. I loved it. Um, big shocker there is a huge Destiny fan. Um, I think and I've been kind of browsing through the Destiny subreddit and other kind of other places to check out, you know, YouTube comments on Destiny player videos and stuff to kind of to kind of get a general reception of the beta and see how everybody else is enjoying it. And uh, I've been having a blast. The uh, story mission is the best story mission ever in a Destiny game, which is good it's because you know they were talking about that on the four, article I was reading. Four cutscenes on Twitter. Yeah, that that's cool because I think I, we've talked about it plenty of times. The weakest part of the entire first game was the way they handled story. Right, and see, I can picture if the story, if every story mission is like this, and there is eight of them. So, I mean, well worth the sixty. Are, bucks. are we safe to say fleshed out? I mean, is that a good way yes. to describe it? Um, I'm not going to because the first game was shallow, and you never really understood what they were trying to talk about in the story, and that's where the issues became because they right. they kept thinking, oh, they'll know what this stuff is because they'll go back and read these Grimoire cards, right? And see, and that's the thing that they've gotten rid of in Destiny Two. Um, there are. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say a couple kind of here's and there's of little droplets of info that. Uh, it's kind of ambiguous, but there are characters in the beta story that this is the first story mission from the full game. I'm assuming it's the full mission. It starts out how you would think and it ends how you would think. If you've seen promotional trailers, uh, it's clippets of that as cutscenes in it. There are characters that I, and this is the coolest thing. You see these NPCs in destiny one, you get to fight alongside them in destiny two. You get to see them out in the battle. You get to see why they're so important to the Destiny story. So you're and, saying like you get to you get to fight alongside Zavala and well, and, not Zavala, but there are two that you get to see in action, and then there is one that you actually stay with for a good, I'd say, ten minutes or so. In you, you in, stay with Cade for a little while. No, I wish you did. That's my favorite character. But, I figure um, they're still going to let those people be like the most important ones. But I mean, I did. I, it did look like they were bringing in that, and I don't know her name, but the woman who like kind of runs the the garage and stuff. Is, Amanda, is, is yeah, she's stuff, she's so. in the cutscenes as well. Um, and it plays. It, I mean, if nothing else, it's cool just seeing everybody have a bigger role. Right. Yeah, they're not just kind of NPCs you go get ships from or go get quests from. They're actually there, and you can actually see what the uh, what what, what the, how important they are, and you can you know you feel more kind of in tune with them as a character instead of yeah. just kind of a mission go-getter. But it's great. Um, I have one complaint 
that it seems to be a pretty centralized complaint across the board is that cooldowns are real slow. So to get your super um, in the story mission, I got to use my super twice. Okay. So I could use my grenade like every four minutes. It's really slow. And I, they did that for PVP because, and in my opinion, in PVP, it's a lot better this way. But okay, so... They didn't really balance it out between PvE, which Bungie did say that there is gear. And I've seen what I think is a picture. It could be fake, but it's a picture of a helmet and it's a um, cooldowns are uh, like 10% faster. So you actually get gear this time that can kind of do that. And um, I wonder how that's going to work with balancing, though, and if those are only going to be limited to PvE. Well, there were because that makes sense for PvE. For PvP, that starts to get a, a luck of the draw. Well, and see, and PvE, and I mean, I don't care about PvP in that specifically, but I'm thinking about things that people are going to have problems yeah, with. And see, um, and PvE, even in Destiny One, there is gear that lets you do this. Now, granted, what I saw was legendary, and what these were exotics in Destiny One, okay. like the Obsidian Mine for Warlocks and stuff. Um, but now that could be your abilities, not including super. It could be including super. We're not too sure yet. But I will say that the the PvP being four v four and a little bit slower is the best. It is so much better than Destiny One. And you know, I probably played seventy percent De- uh, Destiny One PVE and then about thirty percent PvP. Okay. When Iron Banner was out, I'd play Iron Banner. When me, Gavin, Joe, and you sometimes when we were playing and we were done with strikes for the night or, you know, we couldn't find a raid, we'd hop go, on to yeah, PvP. we'd hop on to PvP. This was fantastic. It felt like Halo 3. Mm. It felt, every everything's more weighty in this game. Oh, you so know you I don't, don't have, like Halo 3, so that doesn't make me happy. Well, yeah, but um, everything's kind of more weighty, so you can't just have people constantly jumping around in and out of sight. There are, like, hunter abilities that That's allow good. dodges and stuff, which is cool. But um, the new class changes for the existing classes, like um, Voidwalker for Warlock, is amazing. They did some really, really cool stuff, like being able to overcharge your grenades. Basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on gushing, so I gotta stop. It's great. I cannot wait for the full release. Um, I limit myself on the desk on the beta. September sixth. Now I think it was the ninth. And then now it's the 6th, which is the Wednesday. Okay. Um, I think is the date. I know it's the Wednesday because... Are they releasing on a Wednesday? I believe so, yeah. Because uh, I took my Weird. vacation to be have that Friday and then the whole week after off to play Destiny. And then they ended up releasing it two days prior to my vacation. They moved the date up, which is weird. Okay. Um, but I do love it. I do think that as long as they fix a couple things here and there, there are a couple um, glitches that I never saw personally that were... You would join, join a strike and then you'd lag so bad that you'd lag out or that... Um, Somebody somehow they got an eight man strike, which is unheard of. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, people were kind of speculating that maybe they accidentally unlocked something that we don't know about yet. I don't Who know. Knows? That could be something that I'm not too sure of. It doesn't sound plausible, but hey, it very well could be. So you're excited? I'm super excited. Um, long, I'm, long, too long didn't read. <laughs> I'm happy. Yeah, I'm I'm super super pumped up for it. And uh, if you guys are interested in playing Destiny Two with me, all, we always have our PSN links in the. To description. be fair, yeah, you will definitely start seeing me have more of an online gaming presence when Destiny Two comes out. Right. Or, it, it, I mean, because I like the first game. We've talked about that plenty of times. It had its problems, but I think it was a good game. Um, well, in a much different fashion, I've been playing a lot. So, you know, we talked about Kingdom Hearts and how I was playing Kingdom Hearts. Um, I've still been bouncing between it and and Crash Bandicoot 2. So, I've beat Crash Bandicoot 2, and I've got probably about half of the time trials completed. And I've got probably about three quarters of the um, gems completed. And I've only got two other trophies that are related to finding secret entrances to other levels. Okay. Uh, there are actually two levels that you can only find by getting to a secret entrance within another level. Um, so I have those trophies. But I'm, I'm kind of on the road to platinum. I'm, I'm going slower on this one uh, than I was on the original Crash. Um, also, just because I really got into Kingdom Hearts. Uh, playing on proud mode, like I said, for Kingdom Hearts. So I'm actually in Atlantis right now. Uh, and I'm kind of grinding because you know when you have to fight... Uh, the gigantic version of Ursula whenever uh, you, you, you fight her in her den with uh, Flotsam and Jetsam yeah. and then when and then she leaves and you go out and it's like a big area big. where like you're you're you know, you're not flying you're swimming but it's like there's nothing else around you and you're right. just around her and she it's pretty hard on proud mode and and I was kind of skipping through and not grinding enough on some of the other worlds because the enemies are it's it's like you can guess you know their patterns enough and their what they can do that I was able to work around it but her as a boss she's just 
it, I probably could still do it, but I'm wanting to make it easier on myself and then make the future stuff a little easier on myself by grinding. It's it's funny that we both dropped games from our childhood to play other games from our childhood. Like, we both were playing Crash, and then we kind of went off. I went off to Final Fantasy twelve, and then you went back off to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is interesting to think about in this day and age. To be fair, I, I love Kingdom Hearts and play it all the time, so definitely the first well, one. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That we, went from games, we went from games we loved to our childhood to other games we loved in our childhood. Yeah. Uh, and the only other thing I've been playing, because I've actually had a little bit of, I haven't had as much of a chance to play. There's been a lot of personal stuff going on that I'm ready to get past. Um family personal stuff it actually has nothing to do with me particularly but i end up having to go and do right kind of deal with everything um but i have been uh, i picked up or i picked up i actually re-downloaded because i never got too terribly far in it uh, a couple years back and then i got pulled off of it Uh, i re-downloaded this guy a three for vita oh yeah i have been rolling through this guy a three on vita and that game is just Last this guy game I played was on PSP. Mm. I really need to pick up the new ones. Oh, wow. Real so you bad. didn't play 3 or 4? 3 was no. on PS3 originally, and 4 was on PS3 originally. I can't remember. Uh, they brought 3 and 4 to Vita. Uh, 5 was PS4, and I didn't play 5 at all. I haven't played it. Uh, 4, I never beat. Tw- uh, 3, I've played probably about the same amount as I did a 3, but I've played, or, I mean, a 4, but I've played 3 multiple times. Now, this is my third time playing the game to some extent. But the game's great. I just always end up getting pulled off of it for some reason, but it's a good time to play it right now. And that's a, those kind of strategy games are fun to play when you're just sitting there like the last hour or two before bed. And they've got such like weird, wacky stories. I love the humor in those games. Yeah, the, uh, oh, what's the penguin's name? Oh, yeah, the, the Prennies. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we go. They always, uh, those games are, are ridiculous, and I, they, I love that they break the fourth wall all the time. So that's all I've been playing. But I had to look it up. It's <sighs> oh, Hour of Darkness. Yeah, it's the remake said, of the first one, right? Yeah, I didn't know that until now. Actually, that's interesting. Yeah. Very cool. I've never played this guy too. It was on uh, PSP as well, I think. Hmm. Well, um, judges by like the news here, do you want me to go ahead and do the drop? It's actually kind of a long drop, but we're fairly quick now since we don't do descriptions. Um, yeah, go ahead. Can you do me a favor, quick check on the calendar? Uh, what is seven twenty eight? I think that's a Friday, but I could be wrong. I think, yeah, seven twenty eight Friday. Okay, cool deal. I gotta get back up at the top now. Um, so as we always do, the drop. Um, we have a healer only lives twice. A PS four digital title. We have active soccer two DX, a PS four and PS Vita digital cross buy title. We have Avon Colony, a PS four digital title or Avon Colony. We have Circuit Breakers, a PS four digital. We have Caller and Malice, or Caller X Malice, uh, Malice Caller versus Malice. That you, you can always read these titles. In, in, Those X ones, yeah, yeah, you never know. Or Caller Cross Malice, yeah. Because people use that for the so, X's. Yeah. It's you know, it's a PS Vita digital title out the twenty eighth. We did say twenty eighth was Friday, right? Yeah. Okay, I didn't remember if I said twenty eighth or twenty seventh. I want to look into that game because the art style looks cool. Or Caller and Malice. Caller and Malice. Okay, I couldn't tell if you were looking at the one coming up. Uh, Constructor is a PS four digital title out Friday as well. We have Fortnite, a PS4 digital and retail title. We have Hero of the Seven Seas, a PSVR title, which actually looks really interesting by the art. Kind of getting some One Piece vibes off that character, yeah. but nothing else really. Uh, Infinite Mini Golf, a PSVR title. A It's Spring Again, a PS Vita digital title out Friday. Love the art style for that game already. Leaving Lindo, PS4 digital out Friday. Interesting looking game. We have Lost Grimoire, Stolen Kingdom, PS4 Digital. Somebody needs to tell that Fable had their art stolen. Um, Polara, a PS Vita, a PS Vita digital title. Pressure Overdrive, a PS4 Digital. We have Pyre, Pyre. a PS4 Digital. I love the art style for and that. And that's, uh, that's Super Giant Games. Um, oh, is it? These are the people that did Bastion and, and Transistor. Transistor. Yeah. yeah, I love Transistor. Didn't get much into Bastion like I wanted to. Rugby Leave Live 4, PS4 Digital out Friday. Smashbox Arena, another PSVR title. These are all all the PSVR titles are Smashbox digital. Arena. It's, it's a, <laughs> you have VR sex in an arena. Oh, I, th- I thought I, was, I thought I said other, it wrong or something. I was like, what? To death. <laughs> we have Sundered, a PS4 v- or Dude, PS4 digital out Friday. This, this game looks, looks dope. It's a Metroidvania style game. That's right. Dude, okay. It looks so good. I, I remember it seeing so it somewhere, but the name is what uh, Cloud Built. Super, Super Cloud, Cloud Built for has PS4? been getting really good reviews. Really? Yeah. Apparently, the story is actually really good. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. And they were saying that the way that they do the mechanics for wall running is actually different from most games. Uh, there's like, um, you have to build basically um, momentum. And so, like, if you start running on a wall and you have your booster going, but then your booster dies, as you lose momentum, you start slowing down and actually declining oh. down the wall. But then if you pick your boost back up, you can start climbing again. And it's like, you got to find a flow to be able to jump around through all that's, stuff. That's not a Vita title, is it? No. That'd be really cool if it no. was. But it does have a cool art style, too. 
We have Thesis or Theseus. Uh, Theseus. PSVR digital title out Friday. No, out Thursday. We have Tiny Tracks, a PSVR title. We have Unbox Newbies Adventure, PS4 Digital. And the last on the list is Vostok Incorporated, a PS4 digital title out Thursday. Hmm. So. Vostok. Vostok. All right, cool. Uh, as a quick aside, because this is something we haven't really talked to, and it's not necessarily directly gaming related, but it's related to me gaming, at least, uh, or at least very, very strong memories of my gaming. I, I already know what it I, is, I know. Um, unfortunately. We, well, we've talked about the band specifically enough on this show, actually, to right. end up, and I think I maybe even mentioned this. Um, a commenter even had a conversation with sa- us. Yeah, but you know, sadly, Chester Bennington, the singer for Linkin Park, uh, committed suicide, obviously. I mean, most, of these, most of you probably know by now if you have any inkling of care, but I remember that it was one of those things that kind of hit me weirdly hard. Just be- and, I, and you know me, I'm not normally one to get into any kind of over-the-head like because death. of celebrity deaths. It's just right. not the way I am, but... There's so much. I mean, definitely when it comes to gaming, which is my all-time favorite hobby, uh, it's just, you know, every time I ever listen to Linkin Park, I just have, like, such vivid memories of playing PS1, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, and just listening to Hybrid Theory over and over and over. Yeah, and And uh, and that's just, uh, and and, you know, the thing is, is that people from our age group, I I guarantee you that's a a shared memory. You know, maybe not even necessarily Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, but playing these ps1 games that are kind of you know that you you can just listen to whatever with and I, so i mean it's definitely sad and uh, i think you know my my heart goes out to the band me and, and uh, his family and uh, all the people that are more directly affected than the fans i mean yeah the fans are affected but this is a moment that's a little more trying for those people so yeah and uh me and seth and seth yeah both of the seth, seth we used to line up stuff we were doing in video games with lincoln park either off hybrid theory or meteora so like in like hit the floor when the like the the scream was about to drop, we try to like line up uh, like Dragon Ball Z fighting to make it match. Oh, kind of yeah. like the the style of the music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of gaming as your favorite hobby, we have a reader mail question: Have you ever lost interest in video gaming, and what game brought you back into it? You you good sir are hopping ahead. That's supposed to come after news, but go ahead. I never knew we had a structure to reader mail. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, right. let me grab the tweet real quick so I can, of course, give credit to that. I if got you, it. It's 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 from at Matt, not Maddie. Okay, cool deal. If you guys ever have any questions, we typically try to do a uh, day a, of or a, so. A, yeah, very quick questionnaire, um, or even just a general. If you have a question, let us know on Twitter. So be sure to follow us there for that. But uh, do you have any of those games? That, okay, so or do you ever have an experience? And I'm going to make sure that I'm reading this question right, and because I, I meant to ask him even, but I was just busy at the moment when he asked this. Uh, so the way I'm taking this question is: uh, Have you ever lost interest in gaming and had to drive yourself back in? And he's saying, if so, what game did it for you? My right. assumption is he's saying, what game let you come back into the fold of gaming, right? Right, like what game sucked you back Because I guess the, the, uh, the flip side is, it could be that he's trying to say, what game made you lose interest in gaming? But I'm going to go with it being the one that pulled you back in. Yeah. So I, I've been like really racking my brain for this. And I do have like small moments of where I just kind of end up getting bored of everything I have to play. Well, see, and I have an answer to this, but it's very weird. It's not the kind of structured answer you would want or he would maybe want to hear. Um, Go ahead. Let's see what it is. Well, see, for me, it's console versus handheld. Every now and then, I'll lose interest in playing console. But your handheld will really pull your attention? Yeah. That has definitely happened to me. Uh, you know, back whenever I got like three Platinums in a like, row on yeah, Vita like, specifically? Um, what was it? Severed and then I got, Adventure Time? I got, and then, I got, oh, it was like five, actually, because I, <laughs> I got Minecraft on Vita Platinums. I got Severed on Vita Platinums, uh, Guacamelee Platinum. Hitman, Platinum, and there was one more. Oh, Adventure Time, like you were saying. Yeah. So it was like five Platinums in a row, and I just didn't play any console during See, that time. See, really. I'm in that kind of mode right now, and um, basically I don't want to sit in my – I have a I have a game room, and I, I don't like sitting in there to play video games and try to consume media at the same time. I have you know the computer next to me, so I listen to YouTube and stuff. But like when I want to watch Netflix or something, I, I find it so much more convenient to have so, yeah, my to Switch or my Vita in my hand. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's where it is for me is that I'll fall out of console gaming for a while where I'll I'll and still play. Like now I'll still play the Destiny beta. You know, I put like four or five hours into that game. And then that's really all I put in for the entire week. But I put a lot more into Symphony of the Night on my Vita and Breath of the Wild on my Switch. 
because it's it's more relaxing for me to lay out on a couch. Well, sometimes it's even that the the way that a lot of handheld games go, they're not trying to be these full fledged console games. Right, like the yeah, that does make sense. First. But it's like Severed and Guacamelee. It's like yeah, there's there's story and there's stuff going on, but for the most part, you get to just play them. Yeah, pick and, and play. And whereas you know, console gaming has really went the and I love it, uh, but it has went the very narrative heavy. Uh, route and then sometimes you just get playing a game like yeah I kind of just don't feel this right now so I'm gonna go play something that's just very mechanically driven right uh, and I, I, I do like that but I mean I've had moments uh, I, and I'm trying to remember what game it was uh, that pulled me back in uh, and it's not been too terribly long ago uh, like maybe a month ago I was just kind of like eh, on everything because I'd beaten all the stuff I was most excited for this year right uh, and I and everything I was putting in like I'd put the surge in I didn't really care to play it. Uh, that's how I felt in. about that game and I, you know what I really think it was if I'm not mistaken I think Crash might have been the game that pulled me back into it because it, it wasn't a long period so I mean right. but yeah I lost interest in a little bit um, and then Cra- Crash kind of pulled me back in and it's a, that's a game that the nostalgia helped pull me back in and also just the game is so mechanically driven yeah and uh, see that's fun it's like but then pulling back into Kingdom Hearts it's like I'm, I'm straddling because I love Kingdom Hearts mechanically but I also love it story wise so it's like I'm getting the best of both worlds right and see I think the only time that I have that would adequately answer that question in a, in a different fashion is still kind of the handheld route where I wasn't a huge fan of handhelds for a long time I had like I've had almost every handheld but up until like in between the DS and like the 3DS, I didn't get a 3DS at launch, and it took me about a year into its cycle. But I remember that uh, Pokemon X and Y was coming out, and I remember hearing all the stuff about that four years ago. In that and point back in, yeah, I got, yeah, I went and got a DSi, and then Pokemon Black and White too. And just those to, are just to kind of prep for Pokemon. Yeah, and then I still think I had a. Um, a broken 3ds at that point the original mm-hmm. black one that had the uh it, the touchscreen wouldn't work for whatever reason i think i dropped it um at the Weird. beach yeah in my bag and it landed on because i didn't care having a carrying case that's why i carry every portable in my carrying cases now because <laughs> uh, i just threw it in my bag and i'm pretty sure i broke it but yeah that got me back into handheld, handheld gaming full on if you remember back when i had my ds i had the the huge collection of 3ds games i had like 12 or 15 physical games yeah yeah so that would be probably a more adequate answer Right, well, I want to hop into news real quick, but thank you for the question, Matt, not Maddie. Uh, very supportive man. Yes, sir. Uh, we had a, we had a good uh, How I Met Your Mother Twitter-based conversation. It was really good. I liked it. I saw it. the, uh, I don't think it was with him, but I saw the Borat one. Yeah. Was that with him? I, th- I think so. Okay. I, I, I know I saw that briefly. I definitely had I a Borat ch- conversation with someone. I checked it at work. <laughs> I knew RJ Loki threw a Deadpool gif in there. I loved it. I love me some Deadpool. I'm telling you, I've been having so much fun with the. Did you see when I asked the question about getting you had it was Morpheus? Morpheus. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I could choose. I was like, I was going through it, and I knew I wanted it to be for the Matrix. And my first, I thought was when Neo does a little handshake, the hand motion, and he goes like that. Yeah, and then I saw Morpheus, and I was like, I think I'm gonna go with Morpheus instead. More, more character. So. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and hop into the news real quick. It's like he said, it's not actually terribly long. So then we can go ahead and hop into the main uh, topic because I know, Saul, you got some stuff you got to get done. So uh, the first thing up on the list, and I've had a really ridiculous week, like I said, with personal stuff and work going on. So there may be some new stuff I missed. Just going to go ahead and throw that out there. But I tried being as diligent as I could and catching up as much as I could before we recorded because uh, I had a little more time today. But the first thing on the list is that the remaster of beloved PSP rhythm game Patapon finally has a solid release date for North America. You can pick it up for $14.99 starting on August 1st, or if you pre-order it now, you can get 20% off, putting the game at only $11.99. So if you're interested in that game at all... I like the... Uh, the honestly, this this may be something looked down upon, but I like the saving portion of pre-ordering this. Oh no, that I, would and be I do really too, and cool. I do think that that's partially something that comes from you know when you if you pre-order a game on Amazon Prime you save like 20%. No, that's just buying a game on Amazon Prime. Oh, sure. just in general? Yeah, I, I think so. Prime, I've so only did it once with Nier and I got it the day of at like 8 p.m. Oh, well, so. who knows, man. Good idea though. Either way, I mean, it's going to make more people want to do digital. Yeah, and, for uh, games, and I think the other thing is just as a, as a quick aside, I think it's interesting that it's specifically Pat Upon One and not a trilogy. Uh, but you saw the same thing happen with Loco Roco, right? They did just Loco Roco One. Well, now they have confirmed that they're going to do Loco Roco Two, and I think that they're trying because these are games that haven't been haven't seen a lot of day in a while, right? And I think they're trying to see if these franchises still hold uh, any kind of a market. Patapon's definitely fun. Oh yeah, and I love Loco Roco. Hannah loves that game. That oh, was really? that's one of the few games I've gotten Hannah to play, and I'm pretty sure she beat it. Re- Dang, and that's saying something. That is saying something. Really <laughs> like that, so, uh, but that's also a very simplistic game. So good to very. see. I'm sure that we will probably end up seeing Patapon two if the sales are worth it, and possibly even Patapon three. So, uh, next thing up, PS Vita version of the Banner Saga has officially been canceled. 
to the to the detriment of all the people who are waiting for that, which I don't think anybody at this point really wasn't that was on the waiting. drop last week. Uh, no, was no, it not? No. Okay, I must be getting um, something else confused. I think it may have been the Banner Saga season two or something, or not season two, but. Um, Anyway, going on, uh, the game had a troubled development cycle. Uh, the devs even had to bring in Sony, uh, but even with Sony's help, they were unfortunately unable to get the game running very well on the handheld. Uh, in a blog post, the publisher stated that the game needs a uh, this quote: "The game needs a lot more time to get it to the conditions we expect for Vita and Banner Saga fans." To add to this, it does not include a lot of the other finishing touches and updates that the Stoic team has had uh, since launch. That the Stoic team has since launched on the other platforms. I got weirdly confused on that. Uh, essentially, it would take more time and funding to make this port a reality, and despite the best efforts from multiple studios, we have all agreed that this is the best course of action for right now. End quote. Um, Which is kind of sad, because I just And I think it's weird that they say for right now. I don't think they're ever going to come back to this. There's right. no reason to. And I didn't know. I didn't, I've never heard of this series, I don't think. And, um, oh, the Banner Saga? Yeah, this it was announced like really back cool in like tactical. 20, it was announced back in like 2014 for both PS4 and Vita, and then the Vita, uh, the PS4 version came out like last January or February. So it's been over a year. I just need kind more of like an Axiom RPGs. thing. So, Oh, it's, I guess it's starting to show the age of the Vita to be like, it's sadly. Yeah. Cause you remember that game that you were talking about that we should play? Uh, oh man, I was saying it looks kind of like Zelda, but I, I can't remember what it was, but it never came out. Uh, it never came out. Is what, that what you're about to say? Oh no, this is the game we were talking about this a couple weeks back. You were telling me about, and I can't remember what it was called, but it's like a four-player game that you were saying you wanted. Oh to. no, no, I didn't know that was on the Vita. Is it? No, it's not. But they it should. It'd be very people cool. People were asking about it, and they were saying that the Vita is not powerful enough to run it. Yeah, and that. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember the name of that game, but it, it, the I can't art style is really cool. But yeah, um, and it kind of has that top-down RPG style uh, in, in the open world. I can't remember the name of the game, but so yeah, I mean, it's definitely we're starting to see less and less games actually release in the Vita, a Vita, and I think we're even seeing less games kind of being announced for it, even indies, because indies are starting to get to a point where they're they're trying to run things that just aren't going to work on Vita. So here's right. the hoping that Sony ends up pulling up a Vita successor. I mean, I um, saw that fake image of the Bloodborne thing, and that looked amazing. <laughs> I didn't really love the way that the handheld looked, but I still like the if idea. It was, I think it was more square. It was, and I don't like that. No, I'm saying that if it was more square. Oh, the, I, the handles look kind of rounded. I, I want them around. I, I like the way the actual Vita feels. I actually am not a fan of the way that the Switch feels. And it's oh, see, I've gotten square. so used to the Switch. That um, but that's also perfect. because I don't like the offset analog sticks. I've gotten used to that, too. I was just thinking that to myself the other day. Well, it just makes holding the console feel weird. And, you know, if I'm, when I play the Switch, I only play in handheld mode. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much me too. So, uh, next up, Sony has announced that there is an upcoming firmware update, and they are currently taking applications for the beta. If you'd like to test out firmware 5.00, head over to PlayStation.com and sign up. Uh, I've already done that. I love. I, I was part of the beta for. Uh, I was 4. gonna say, I'm 5. always weirdly excited for these, just to see the cool features we may get. Like, I like the whole new menu system, quick menu system. Now, there, there's a lot of talk saying that this might be the. And, and I don't know. I've always felt like they'd save this for some kind of a conference, and maybe they will. Maybe it lines up with release for Gamescom or something. Who knows? Uh, but I'm all, there's there's rumor that this is going to be name change time. I swear to but I, I don't, I swear I don't to God, know. If they, I, if they use a I conference hold, to announce that, I'd be so mad. That I, is not worth a conference. Uh, realistically, it is because it goes to show that finally Sony has a, a handle on their outdated infrastructure for their online stuff. Right, but um, let's let's save the... But, I mean, either way, I, I wait with bated breath for that because I don't really see it ever happening. But luckily, I don't care because I'm fine with my name. Yeah, I use my name pretty so. much universally, too. Uh, so, next thing up, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has received... The Stormy Ascent DLC. Uh, this week, the DLC features an unused level from the original development of Crash Bandicoot for the PS1. The level was not included in the original release as it was considered too challenging, but can now be played as part of the Insane Trilogy. The DLC is free until August 21st, uh, after which it will cost $2.99, which is not terrible, but... Um, you know, get it while it's free if you have the game. Uh, speaking of which, the game still continues to blow up sales charts. Yeah, it does. Like hardcore. It, it, uh, and and I want to go over that amazing. before we hop into the final topic. I do have the MPD stuff from June. Okay, cool uh, deal. So next up is a new trailer for Marvel vs. Capcom has revealed four new playable characters for the game. So adding to the Capcom side of the roster, uh, they are adding Dead Rising's Frank West, 
Final Fight's Hagger and Resident Evil 3's Nemesis. And I actually, dude, I'm kind of feeling the way Nemesis is looking and controlling. I don't know if you saw it at all. Yeah, I did. Frank um, West was also in Marvel vs. Capcom Ultimate 3. Really? Yeah. They're, they're, uh, this new game looks like trash. I love Marvel vs. Oh, well, Capcom 3. There's, uh, there's also a promise that they're going to fix Chun Li's face. They need to fix everybody's face. Did you see Dante? It looks like yeah, it's no, a mixture yeah, of but, new and old Dante. But hold on. To be fair, as bad as he looked, Chun Li looked worse than anybody. Yeah, she did. It didn't even that whole entire like game her. just needs to be a different uh, art style. Which we'll see. Just go back to Marvel. The game Capcom still got 3. time. So, uh, the on the Marvel side of things, though, they also um, unveiled that Spider Man will be part of the roster, and Spider Man looked pretty cool. So, uh, it is a little weird that they're not trying to go with a with a. I mean, I, I guess it's fine. They're they're going with a more comic booky version of him. I'm surprised they're not trying to pull in a little bit of the Homecoming style, but that might have yeah. that might have taken them getting rights from Sony or something. Uh, which I'm pretty sure Sony would have given them, but who the hell knows. Uh, so the next thing up on my list is that Uncharted The Lost Legacy has gone gold. So I just wanted to put that on here and, and give a quick congratulations to the team over at Naughty Dog. Um, in case you don't know, the game is set to release on August 22nd in North America and a day later in PAL regions. So yeah, pick that up. If you like Uncharted, don't listen to me otherwise. <laughs> Diablo Season Three or Diablo Three Season Eleven is now live, uh, bringing with it the typical season reward, exclusive items, and the last thing on my list is that Doom has been updated to update six point six six, which is pretty funny. It is. Uh, it, is it brings a lot of stuff. Uh, well, it, it brings a good chunk of uh, of progression overhauls and stuff like that. Uh, but the main thing it does is it retires the season pass. It gives you all that stuff for free too, and doesn't it? All of the multiplayer DLC is free. Yeah, I mean. Have to pick that game up again so, just to, uh, just to actually, play the story it's on sale right now so it's, it won't be on sale by the time this goes on it's 15 dollars um and that's 15 i mean you gotta think about for all that crap that's a pretty good deal so before we get into the final topic we'll do a quick scan through of the uh two th- the june 2017 mpd numbers so for the overall software this is across all platforms uh the number one game for june was tekken 7 not that surprising yeah, because it just... A little more surprising, Injustice 2 at number two. Apparently, that game has a really good story. Uh, like, dude, apparently, Injustice 2 has been killing it. It came out in May. It's still it. up there. Um, it was in top of June, wasn't it? In top three, right? Well, I mean, it's 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 top two. It's it's number two in June right now. This is, oh, this yeah. Is June's number two. I'm, already, yeah. uh, I'm getting ahead so of myself. Injustice I've 2 read that. is number two, uh, which just goes to show that fighting games have still got a lot of life left in them. Uh, and I do think that we're seeing fighting games do a little bit of different stuff and making the stories a little bit better. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 is three. And then um, I'm just going to do the top five and then roll through the rest. But number four, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which is only on market for two days. Yeah, that's uh, and pull itself insane. Into four. Uh, and that's an exclusive, so that's actually pretty interesting. And the fifth game is also interesting. It's ARMS, and that's an exclusive. Coming in at number five for the I've, month. I've heard a lot of good things about that game. I may pick it up, and I'm know. not a huge fighting game person. Yeah, who knows? Uh, the Rounding off the list, though, is uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8, Overwatch, uh, and actually, just as a quick aside, ARMS... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart, and Overwatch do not include digital sales. Um, so uh, NBA 2K17 after Overwatch, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, MLB 17 The Show, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Battlefield 1, Minecraft, The Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind also does not include digital sales for some weird reason. Interesting. Uh, FIFA 17 and Forza Horizon 3. You would think Morrowind would be like 80% digital sales. Exactly. So it's actually more impressive. So it might be part of that. Yeah, it might be part of that good old bundle they got going on, which is a good price. Uh, For PS4 software particularly, just because I thought this was pretty interesting, uh, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy was number one. With two days of Wow. Uh, Tekken 7's next, Injustice 2's next, Grand Theft Auto 4, uh, 5 is next, Horizon Zero Dawn, MLB 17, The Show, Overwatch, NBA 2K17, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, and Battlefield 1 to finish off the list. Uh, as the final note of the MPD stuff, the PS4 was the best-selling hardware for the month, mostly uh, fueled by the release of the discounted gold 1TB Slim that they released uh, during the day of play sale. I think, I think it's atrocious. Um, but, but man, apparently it sold really well. I think it's tacky. I'm not a huge fan of gold either, but you know, 
Um, so yeah, PS4 is still killing it with a uh, switch following pretty close behind. But what they said that they noted was interesting is that the switch is not taking any market share from Microsoft or Sony and is instead expanding the market, which is great. So that's really interesting. To see it's it's, I mean, it's almost not a, a competitor at this point or in this current time. It's more of a uh, family. Well, it's, it's, it almost becomes like it's, it's a companion system. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I mean. and not in the sense of that it plays well with it, but it's like okay, if you have this and you have this, and you've got everything you need, right? For, which is, for a lot of people, which I think so they're, they're either going to choose the Xbox and the Switch or the PlayStation and the Switch, right? Yeah, and I think that's a, that's always been a solid choice for somebody to make is have yeah. the Nintendo and then have the other console, whether it's Microsoft or yeah, Sony. Yeah. All right, so main topic of the show. You ready for this? I am. Okay, so what we kind of talked about in the little opening statement is that, of course, as we know, and they're actually it's it's on there now, but I've been thinking about it since they even announced it earlier this year, uh, Sony has brought PS4 games to the PC in the form of PlayStation now. So what I've been thinking about a lot in my head is what are the pros and cons of this, and is it a good idea or a bad idea? And and what's weird is that the more I think about it, I see I see some of it as a strength and some of it as a weakness. Uh, but Saul, it's because I know I mentioned it to you in text the other day, but I said specifically I didn't want to see anything of what uh, you were talking about. Uh, what, in your opinion, how do you feel about it? Just I think it's pretty good. I think that the games that we've gotten to play that are exclusives. Um, they're finally getting to be played by other people who don't have, you know, PlayStation. Well, as a quick, I mean, as a quick, just uh, for people who don't know, the games that are currently available on PS4, at least in North America, uh, the exclusives are very limited. I think, right? Uh, yeah. What was it? I think Killzone Shadowfall is one of the only ones. God of War Three remasters one, isn't it? Yeah, but that's more of a PS3 game because you, you can already play God of War Three on PS3 now. Uh, oh, the, I didn't even know that. A PS3 title. I, I, to be I honest, think all I think, of the God of War games are available on PS. I think PS now is a big old waste of money. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, and, and that's actually so. I mean, go ahead and kind of finish out your initial impressions, and we can. Dig but I think it's it. good. I think it's uh, to be fair. If you have a gaming PC and you're all about um, PC Master Race, and uh, you don't really care about consoles, then you weren't going to buy. A console anyway so at least now you get to enjoy the games if you want yeah if you want and sony still even gets, though it's not the way they want to do it because they can't go in and change any of the settings well and then i still think that any kind of streaming services uh it's not currently the, it, it wants to be the future but it can't be with data caps it can't be with a lot of reasons input lag all sorts of stuff yeah especially like you know if i had even if my internet dipped for one second in dark souls or demon souls that could mean a death well Easily. and i mean like you know and it was interesting i was playing crash bandicoot the other day i had to put Kyrie to bed and I was just like, her room's right across from here. So I was like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to put Crash Bandicoot on my, my fat V that happened to be in here. So I was like, I'm going to see if it'll work. And I did it, and I started playing it on there. And it was mostly enjoyable, but I wasn't using it for anything other than collecting all the boxes and levels because I, like, I don't have to take... I don't have like, to have too much crazy reflex or, yeah, precision. But see, I wouldn't have done like a speed run on the Vita. Well, do you have your Vita? Do you have the setting for it to be on your home network with your PS4? Mm-hmm, where like, so it like, streams directly. Actually, mine's, mine's the one where it streams directly from the PS4. That's the li- that's the least lag way to yeah. do it. Otherwise, it becomes, it's part of your your, your home network. Yeah, and so you know, well, that's what I was doing, and I was like, it was fine, and I was able to play it, and it was fun, and I actually liked it, and I was like, man, this game would have been killer on the Vita, but... In terms of streaming it through remote play, I was like, oh, the, the problem with this is that if I was trying to do any of the stuff that I really need to do to get the final bits of the Platinum, which is all the speed runs, right. I was like, I, I couldn't trust this. I was like, it, it, the, the delay affects it too much. Yeah. And um, it's not even a big delay, I mean, but it's enough because of that game. Definitely when you're moving quickly, you need that kind of precise uh, movement. So I tried playing Grand Theft Auto 5 on Vita remote play. That did not work out at all. <laughs> Well, the game looked beautiful on the on the Fat Vita's OLED screen. Persona it looked did. really good. Yeah, Persona looked really um, good on mine. But going off of that, though, so yeah, I'm with you. Streaming is definitely not some kind of thing. But this isn't a, a more, uh, this is less of a discussion right. about what yeah, PS now is, is as an advantage, and more about let's just say in general. I mean, yeah, the discussion has to be about PS now because that's the vehicle they're using to get the PS4 games over, right? Um, but what I kind of wanted to stop and think about is and the I, other players, well, not and, so much the model, but the people. And using it's not it. even it's gonna. Yeah, I mean, the people who use PS now on PC or even on PS3, or I think they're actually moving it to where it's only PS4 and PS3 yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, PS4 just, and PC. Yeah, I was gonna say now. they already dropped out Vita. Yeah, uh, earlier uh, this month or both, last month. Yeah, and then most TVs are not gonna have that feature anymore, which is just interesting because it seems like they're really just trying to yeah. double down on PC. Yeah. Yeah. But so where I kind of stand on it is that yes, for the people who Sorry. don't, the people who don't have a PlayStation for some reason. Because here's the thing: to do streaming, you don't even have to have a good computer. 
You just have to have steady internet. Yeah, and then it does help to have a computer though of good specs. Like it doesn't well, yeah, have to be a gaming I mean, PC, but it needs to be. It needs to have. Really, you just you just have to have a computer that's not gonna lag, overheat, you, and do all lag. weird stuff. But or not lag, but you know, just be slow because of RAM speed well, yeah. or whatever. But I mean, realistically, you open the program, you start streaming, and then the streaming is what handles all the bruteness of it. So yeah, which if is, you've got a if you've got a solid connection, you can play the game. Right, and um, no data caps because by the time you finish a exactly. thirty hour game you've probably wasted a terabyte of data <laughs> who the hell knows i really don't i, I, Dude, I almost really, hit my data cap on steam sales alone this time on steam sales alone uh, i didn't even mess with steam sales because and i have the streaming plan i have the highest tier internet plan our cable provider has that's like what 700 megabyte or gigabytes I thought, I thought it was yeah 750 i think something like that and i almost um, hit it well, 580. So where my problem kind of lies with it is that do you, I mean, and you've seen it, I'm sure if you go to really any community that talks about Xbox and PS4 and then like one of these, one of the things that PlayStation's always had as a strength over Xbox in terms of what the community likes to spout uh, is that, and I, don't be wrong, I thought it was a terrible decision too, is that of course Xbox decided that they were going to start releasing all of their Microsoft games on PC, uh, on PC as well. So there's no true exclusives anymore for the console moving past a certain point. Um, so, you know, there's been at least a probably year to a year and a half now of, of all of their games coming out on PC and Xbox if it's Microsoft published. So while that's good for the overall market, it's actually in terms of definitely, I mean, in my opinion, it is, but also to the community, it's, it's in detriment to Xboxes as a platform of its own. Like, well, I guess as a platform, it works. It, it does. It starts to take away from the hardware side of Xbox. Because now that means Xbox is a platform to give you the games, and they're still going to make the money as you buy them right. on PC. But it starts to give less relevance to the Xbox One as a as a console. Right. Um, I, I don't know if that's a future proofing thing where they're going to eventually phase what, out and, Xbox. And exactly. That's where, and that's why I think it's a bad idea for for the t- for right now because streaming is not that great of an option. Now if, it'd be a little bit better. If and I, it'd be a little bit better and worse in its own right if Sony just t- took a certain PS4 game and were like, we're just gonna go ahead and release Kills on Shadowfall on PS4. I mean, well, on PC. What I think would be what I think would be really cool would be that if they're gonna try to and like, like I said, this is I don't think PS Now is gonna be successful. I think in two years it's gonna not be a thing. But what they could do and what I think would be really cool is that if you you know you pay nine ninety nine you get a selection of games. What if those games changed monthly basis? Once they finally get enough of these games, it gives people variety. And well, then, people well, then what happens? Because if, if you're in the middle of a game at the end of the month... Well, no, when it's going to end, it's kind of like, you know, if you, if you have PS Plus, it's expiring soon. You know if you're in the middle of the, you know, uh, Life is Strange that you just had that you're going to have to renew your PS Plus or you can't play it. So it's kind of like, you know... Well, no, but you're saying they change the games out. But do you right, mean well, yeah, by just, PS Plus where you add them to your library? Or like where you could just play them for that month and like then when they're gone, you can add them to your library. Okay. And then once you finish, yeah, it can I don't kinda, think it'll happen like that. It's not a good enough value. Well, see, I don't but, think... <laughs> now it's a good value. <laughs> oh, I don't either. But I mean, for the people who want to use it, maybe it is. Yeah, because um, like, see, so like Horizon was to come out. And like, let's say you have a PC. And like, what the whole like gaming PC mentality I have in my mind isn't because of the, the specs you need. It's because of the people who are going to use it have that mindset already. That their PC is better than a PS4. Yeah. So it's going to give those people opportunity to just play. Now, if Sony's going to lose money on it, that's where they should. Well, and see, they wouldn't lose money from a software standpoint, but they would have one less reason for someone to go buy a PlayStation Four. And I think that I don't. I don't think they care about that at this point. I think that they know that Sony has made it this generation. Well, and 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 I know, but I mean, the moment you start letting and like, see, Kills on Shadowfall is not a good example because that's an older exclusive the launch title, almost. and you're not. It's not going to keep somebody from buying a PlayStation Four right now because right. games like Horizon and all these newer exclusives that have come out, Gravity Rush Two, The Last Guardian, you, you're not going to play these on PS Now probably anytime soon. And I think that that's where Sony's doing a little bit of both. They're letting themselves get a foothold into PC by by releasing a couple exclusives and letting people play games they previously weren't and then they hope to. they kind of will and come over as time goes on long enough well i think it's also, like you said it's future proofing it's for the day that consoles become irrelevant they're trying to get their a foothold in this pc market that oh okay over. i thought you were gonna say the reverse where they're trying to get people to play these games and be like i'm gonna buy ps4 for these games well they might but i don't think that that's really more yeah of their goal. i was gonna say if i you, think it's just to get people to playing some places and games and then as, as say it's like say another year passes the order becomes available on streaming right or they could because just blow it, it out removing, of the water it's removing because the games are not like so right now. This is where the issue would be. If Sony said, hey, PS Now is going to get Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn is still selling PS4s for them right now. So if they just said today, well, you I was going to say play, Crash. You but can yeah. Play, well, yeah, but I mean, but still. Okay, Crash. Fine example. It's I was saying they could blow it out of the water by doing that, and then that may incentivize well, some what do you mean by blowing out of the water? 
Like, I guarantee you that if they put Crash on PS Now, then their PS Now subscriptions on PC would go up just for people who want to play Crash that don't but have don't, a PS4. Well, yeah, and it'll help PS Now temporarily, but it's not going to help it as a, because it's still streaming. And I think that those are issues, but again, that's that's trying to change the argument into what PS Now is. Right. But I still think that as a as a rule of thumb, it, it's smart for Sony to try and get themselves in. They're, they're trying to future-proof themselves, just like we're seeing GameStop do with Game Trust. And we're seeing Game What is that? Uh, Game Trust is what they, is their uh, publishing Excuse me, a publishing branch. That's right. That's who made that C game and stuff. Uh, yeah, those are the people that did Insomniacs, uh, and I can't remember what it is actually. The name. But yeah, the, the submarine game. Yeah, uh, they did uh, Deformers, which is made by the right, people who yeah. made the Order, uh, which is Ready at Dawn. Got that free studio. Um, so yeah, it's, it, Game Trust is their little thing going off. Uh, Game Trust also made um, um, No More Heroes or something. No, 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 No More Heroes. I'm sorry. Uh, That's Nintendo. Uh, some, well, something, it was, it's a Switch game that came out. It's on PS4 and stuff now, but it's like a little roguelike side scroller with turn based bat. I can't remember what it's called. Something Hero. Um, I don't know, but you're describing a game I really want. Turn based roguelike Switch. I don't know. Well, you can go check it out. It's, it's, from, <laughs> it's, from, it's from their publisher? Yeah, it's from Games Trust. Uh, but regardless, uh, you know, I, I get future proofing, and they're trying to make sure that they have some kind of a seeds planted in some of these markets, and even if it's slow and. To, you know, with it not being to the detriment of the PS4. Has been time, heroes. Has been heroes. There you go. Um, so with all that being said, I think it's smart. But I think it, as a slightly to a bit, it, it, the more PS4 games they start to put on, they're starting to lessen the reason that you would want to play on PS4. Well, see, so it's it, it becomes a balance of trying to make sure that they don't give too much out to PS now and that they do it with enough time between the release of the game and then where the PS4 is at because if you do it like, okay, so we're four years in the PS4's life cycle. So Kills on Shadow Falls on there. That's a four-year-old title. If they keep that going forward, then maybe. Because you know the, the order becomes four years old uh, in, in 2019. Yeah. So when 2019 hits, if they throw the order on there, which I mean to be fair, the order's not a perfect example because that's not selling consoles for them. But So Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn just came out this year. Yeah, so three years from now. Okay, so three years from, or really four years. But anyway, somewhere like 2020, 2021, if you put Horizon on there, who's it really hurting? Because well, it's not keeping someone from buying a PlayStation 4 at that point. And actually, by then, we're probably going to have a PS5. But still. Well, see, and that's what I was going to say is I can think of a double-sided argument kind of where the closer we get to PS5, the more they're putting these exclusives on there because you're not going to be buying the console this late in its life cycle. But well, I don't know though because that what that that's what I'm saying. They're going it still keeps people wanting to buy a PS4, whereas people who maybe waited for forever and just wanted to be able to play that backlog. That's, a, that's what my butt, now they don't my butt was. My yeah. butt is that you have such a huge backlog like I did with PS3. There were so many games. And, and what that does is that once you come out with the PS5, typically Sony comes out with their new console. PS4 happens. PS3 continues to sell pretty well. When PS3 came out. PS2 continue to sell pretty well right and see so i can see big titles like horizon and crash and um other games like maybe even uncharted going into ps now maybe in a year just because i think that once they get closer maybe after they reveal the ps5 because once they start to reveal the ps5 and start working on that Sony won't really care about the PS4 sales anymore. They're going to they're care. Gonna, they're going to care about PS4 sales because of, not as much as they do now, though. Well, you think, but actually, that's a big, that's an important part of their business because the components get so cheap, but they can just drop the price to a point where it's acceptable enough in the market. But that con- components continue to drop in price, and that just means that their profit margins on that continue to go up and up, and that means that it's a, actually an important part of their core business to be able to make that kind of money on those consoles. Right, but and it's that's like an actually thing. that's making money on the console side, which right. is more important because it's direct profit whereas right. in the games it becomes okay now we're going to do this game we make money because they're pushing the game through and we're selling them the rights to put it on here basically so they make so much money per but, game sale yeah with something like that though, that's almost an autopilot style move though because that's something you lower the price and you don't have to pay attention to it because you know how well it's already going to sell but if but if that's what i'm saying but if you take away the incentive for people to still buy ps4 is because they start to be able to play well, all the games on pc they want and then what that means is it'll be a hard stop at the end of the sales well, of see, the life cycle of ps4 it won't continue on into the life cycle of ps5 like you've seen with every console before it. well and see my whole thing is is that mainly it's not even an argument but my suggestion for pc ps now users are only those that aren't going to buy ps4 well because but they're for sure not going to buy it if they start seeing the games coming out on it whereas well, they, may have, they already, may have been well they may have been nudged otherwise this may be people who don't have consoles at all and go you tell me i can spend ten dollars a month and just see what this console's like because maybe i never worried about the ps4 but i have a pc that i can stream with 
Yeah, but I just I don't foresee a whole lot of people who have the mentality if they're going to build their PC and have like you know and they may already have the consoles, well, but there are people with those harsh mentalities of that I don't want to play these PS4s. Like I don't I don't need yeah, a PS4 no, and I get what you're saying, but then the the PC master race people, it's not these are people that have already made their mind up that for the most part they're probably not going to play them anyway. Well, yeah, and I and start to wonder what games like is Bloodborne ever going to be on there because there's you know, yeah, there's people now. that are mad. That you mean Bloodborne PS now or PC? PS now. Oh, okay, uh, there, there are people PC. who are angry that like Bloodborne never came to PS. To PC, right, and that, and I mean, honestly, if you threw Bloodborne on there, you'd see sales go through the roof because the people who do play PC that have that would uh, have, play PS now, they pay ten dollars just to play Bloodborne, and cancel their subs. Yeah, which and, is that's still not lasting business, right? Man, that, and that's, that's a, that becomes a, and that's why I don't know if somebody will go that route. But I do think it's an interesting conversation and a little bit of an answer. It's one that doesn't have a, few, a real answer because what it kind of takes is being able to guess how much easier a lot PCs of variables, are going to yeah. come. Because I do think that there's a, there's a thing in the mind of being able to get PCs to an easier point to where and a PC is just more useful than a console. Right. Overall, and I think so. That, if they can make PCs easy enough to do this, to, to iterate and change parts out on, and they, and they make, and it's already easy, but it's daunting for people, right? And we'll see something else we missed out on. I missed out on the the second to last episode about what we want on PS Five. My main thing besides the app working still kind of, and then of course you know four real four K and then real sixty frames on games that aren't four K. Um, something modular, and I don't know. I, I, I've been so back and forth on that. Because I mean, imagine if you could buy a PS4 and then you're like, it has something equivalent to like a GTX 1060. And you're like, you know what? I can go buy the PS4 version or maybe like a laptop version of a 1070 or a 1070 micro and put it in your PS4. You may pay $400 to do so, but you paid $400 for the system already. This can kind of move into, and you know, it can kind of get people who would spend $800 for the perfect 4K experience or 1440p experience. And again, the problem with that comes down to is that it goes completely against what consoles are about. And that's why... Well, no, that's it, why, it wouldn't. It just provides the people who well, want the well, options well, options. No, it, it, you have to understand, though, the reason consoles exceed in the way that they do and they, are, they, they really excel as life continues to go on. You, you wouldn't have seen something like The Last of Us if it wasn't one architecture specifically that they've worked on for eight years or seven years. Come about the cell architecture? Yeah. And, but it was developed on computer. But hold on. What, The Last of Us? Yeah. I mean, most games are developed on computer. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But that's actually, like, I mean, I don't even know. Actually, it, I don't know if The Last of Us was developed on computer. No, I, it had to have been. That I mean, game no, was but, way too beautiful. That used every well, but resource on, of PS3. But, it, but, it doesn't, but it's what I'm saying. But it doesn't matter if it goes... So what it was is that they had the PS3 architecture, and they were able to look at the same architecture that never changed in seven years. And that's why they're able to find these these shortcuts. And, and it's because you have one architecture. And that's why PC games and PS... The PS4 can hit really impressive graphics for the price compared to what a PC at that price will do. Yeah, it'd be Because of the fact that it, they can sit there and they can optimize for one... Here it is. Cut and dry. It's a PS4. Right. One, they one, all have this. Besides PS4 slide. Pro now. But, you know. Yeah. It, well, it, I it, think you're talking about PS4 and, Pro. And, and, and you start muddying it up at that point, though. If you if you let somebody have a console... And I, I love how this has completely changed topics. But if you have a console... While on this show. Yeah. If you have one console and you let them take this piece out... Right, and then put another one in. You no longer know that that console for sure has this. So your optimizations you made for that console may not work with this new one because the optimizations are going to be different, and that's going to go against the way that consoles have always worked and the reason they've been able to last as long as they have because you get to compl- you get to continuously iterate on one architecture. Right, you know exactly what you're building for, and you learn the secrets and you learn how to make things. Because like The Last of Us, if, if you talk about it all the time, I mean, no one, absolutely no one. In 2007, when the PS3 came out, would have looked at The Last of Us and been like, "That's that'll be, that'll be possible." Yeah, yeah, it, they just wouldn't have. And it's one of those things of like where you go back and look at like Final Fantasy 10 graphics, and you're like, "My mind remembered this as being real." <laughs> and it's yeah, far. of course. But I'm saying that for the console that they are on, the games look amazing. Right. And that's because of the way that they get to constantly build for one, and that's why exclusives tend to look better than anything because these exclusives it's so much time and development into this one into one platform. Yeah. There is no split. You are optimizing 100 percent for one yeah. for one skew. Now I can see because basically a, a modular console becomes a, a PC. A PC. Yeah. And all you're so doing maybe, is putting a name maybe on that it. would now, be maybe, something Xbox would do. Maybe that's something you do eventually. And I think Xbox has loosely talked about it. It would but be super then cool. all that becomes is, is basically like a Steam box, not necessarily, but a Steam box that. Right. And like I mean, that. maybe it's it's a PC, but it's got Sony and Sony's the the storefront you go through. And if you just prefer Sony's storefront and online thing, then you do it through them. And it maybe is just a PC at that point. But I don't like that idea. Yeah. Because I feel like you know, being able to have control of your console. 
Uh, for, uh, it sounds weird, but I think that developing the console and knowing what you want the console to be for what you want your exclusives to be lets you build a, a console that's really interesting. Because for as big as a failure as the Wii U was, the Wii U was developed specifically to work extremely well with the with the way they wanted their first parties to roll out. Because every first party game on the Wii U looked beautiful, oh, even did. though it was a very weak console. Yeah, because it had such high graphical things, but its CPU was terrible. So Mario looked beautiful, but it Great ran 3D graphic, graphics. It ran badly. I don't know if it ran badly, but no, I, you wouldn't have been able to do. I'm C- talking about Galaxy. At you least, wouldn't have been able to. Well, I'm talking about the Wii U. Sorry. Um, it is a Gal. There's a Super Mario Galaxy on Wii U, isn't there? No. Galaxies, Galaxy and Galaxy Two were on Wii only. Oh well, that might be why it ran so badly then. I don't know. Yeah, probably. But regardless of that, but what I mean is that being able to have that through line between the people that are making your games and the other people as I said it it gives you that experience but right so I mean that's but that still I guess somewhat ties back to what I'm talking about with with me not wanting Sony to put the well not not wanting but I'm a little apprehensive about them putting their games on PC because I don't want them to see I don't want to see them go towards this PC route if they don't have to but at the same time I want Sony to thrive they're a great company and while they all make mistakes every one of the companies do yeah I, I still want to see Sony continue to thrive even past the point where consoles have a relevant but I don't think that ever happens because the like I'm saying the plug and play nature and the here it is what you see is what you get nature of a console is actually the selling point it's always been the selling point and see that may be a good topic for another time but I think with these consoles now that they're coming out that are uh, hitting you know upscale 1440p you know 4k interloping I think and there's a lot of people who are saying well hey look at this PC right here a lot of people I've noticed um have gotten into like because I'm subscribed to both the PCMR subreddit and the PC gaming subreddit and there's a lot of new people I've seen lately and I'm and I know it's not tied into consoles directly uh, because of this but I do see that like it's it's way more expansive than I ever thought it could be so I'm curious as to if more and more people go to these con- like PCs which it will never be the majority never um, that if maybe one year Sony or Microsoft could put out a modular version of something they own without messing that kind of stuff up. I can see Microsoft doing it because their stuff runs on basically Windows 8 anyways is what the Xbox One reminded me of. Well, actually, I mean, it's, it's, they, they changed the Xbox One thing over to kind of Windows 10 uh, unified, but all the games that are made for just, I don't know if you know this, but no. uh, all the games that are made for both consoles actually use a unified development thing so it's I mean it, it would make more sense for them to do it but at the same time they're all PC architecture it's just that Gears of War 4 and um, what's the Remedy based game that I liked a lot and I can't think of Quantum Quantum Break oh um, you said Remedy based Rem, well Remedy is the people who made it sorry That's oh god I, mean. I didn't the, know the, that. Remedy is the developer they made Max Payne stuff like that oh um Anyway, that is made on a unified development platform, right? So that it so Basically they make it's own it, OS. Now, and it, it gets weird because you can play the games on PC, but you have, and you get a, some customization options, but not near as much as a normal PC right. game because it still has to run within this flow of how it works on both games, right? Which is similar to PS yeah. Now, where you don't get any because it's essentially you're porting over the exact same but game. But you do get some the, on PC for the Xbox games, but yeah, I mean, it's, no, I'm talking about PS Now though. Yeah, like like you still get like 900p resolution or 1080p. You still get 60. You still get 30, despite what you have. Yeah. And what you could uh, customize. And I think that that would be something that I know Sony couldn't do because it's a streaming service because you can't alter the graphics of a streamed game. Well, yeah, because you're streaming from a base PS4. Right, yeah, you're streaming streaming this base content. You can't upgrade it. But I think it would be cool that um, maybe if one day that they started releasing these big titles on PS Now and we did see PS gamers or PC gamers getting more and more into PC or PS4. The the only thing that might work is if the PC player... And this is the final thing I'm going to say about it. But if the PC player happens to, like, say that a year or two from now, Horizon does come over. Right. right? And Sony goes, hey, here it is. This is what it is. And then whenever they like Horizon so much right. that when the PS5 comes out and Horizon 2 or Horizon 3 or whatever is coming out, they go, oh, I can't wait to play that. I don't want to wait for it to come on computer. I'm going to go ahead and go buy a PlayStation 5. Or- they could, yeah. And a lot of this stuff is marketing, of course. And it's it's kind of planting seeds t- uh, for further investment later down the road. But um, it is interesting to think about because I would like to see some data. And it'd be really hard to get without like a poll of some kind. Somebody but, has the data, right. first of all. Somebody has the I'm data. Sh- well, yeah, I'm sure that they'll see how many people who... Like during certain times that PS Now jumps up, do PS4 sales jump up at the same time? And is it correlated to each other? Yeah. And I don't that know. would be Those are numbers that we won't have any kind of access to, but I Right, which is why Sony I said like a poll to. of some kind saying, like, hey, for those that have tried PS Now, did you buy a PS4 afterwards? 
because it sucked you in. Well, I you don't have an early enough thing either right now because they've only had PS4 yeah, games like, rolling for a little while. Yeah, um, so that's that's probably something you want to see numbers on mediocre. when you've had time to let the numbers actually kind of be true and not just weird spikes. And yeah. you, you want to see a pattern. You yeah. know what I mean? So and it's 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 certainly interesting to think and talk about for sure. I don't know weird stuff. I, I'm just curious to see how much further it goes, but. I guess we're through with that topic because uh, I guess so. We, I do we, want to make a quick announcement while I'm thinking about it. Um, so you're next, not actually back from the dead. I'm not actually back from the dead. I'm a ghost. Okay. Um, I, oh man, I'm gonna start using some like I'm gonna make you look like a ghost in posts. Oh, that'd be great. Like whoo, I don't actually boom. know how to do that. And I, <laughs> so like Boomhauer from the King of the Hill. Like you're, whoo, sa- ha, ha, ha. you're saved for now. But um. Next week's episode may be kind of weird, just a forewarning. Um, I have a family reunion slash vacation that is this coming weekend. So it's the, like, what weekend is that? The last weekend of uh, July. Yeah. So I, uh, I'll i be gone Friday, Saturday, and most of Sunday. So we may have to record on Thursday night, which means that uh, there may not be a drop. And if there's not a drop, I always come up with kind of a, a topic thing I can add to the table that has to do with the game. But just a forewarning for uh, you guys that like that watch for the drop. I know there's two of you at least <laughs> that you may have to go to actually the PSN blog for it. I apologize. All right, uh, but what Saul doesn't know is that we're going to end up letting him come in and record, make him feel all special, and then I'm just going to have a guest come in and do a normal episode. I would be so mad. <laughs> you might have to kill me. I might have to come back and haunt you as a ghost. All right. Well, aside from that, this has been episode 16, 17. 17. All right. Thank you. I'm sick. I feel like I, I get a, a... You sure you're not medicated? I get an alibi. No, I'm just tired. Don't feel good. Uh, but... If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know in the comments. If you have yes. any thoughts on what you think about PS4 games coming to PC, let us know in the comments. Or, hey, if you listen to us on audio services, tweet at us at TriangleSQRD or email us, TriangleSquaredPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, man. If you listen to us on podcast services, I would really appreciate it if you gave us reviews. Uh, let us know how we're doing and also just help get those numbers up so that more people will find the podcast. Thank you all for listening uh, and I hope you all have a good week. Thank you guys. Episode 17, right? Thank you guys for watching. Yeah, 17, I think. Might be 16. Who knows? We don't even know. Thank you guys.